Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to episode two of season three. Our topic today is buzz culture. Um, some of you may know already what we're what we mean by that. Others are like buzz, what? What's that? But we'll sort of talk more about what that means. But before we get there, let's start with our devil's advocate segment. And the topic for this or the question that we are going to be debating is is there economic opportunity in having buzz in Senegal? Maybe we do need to define it now since we're going to debate it. Yes. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so buzz is just like being it's like being popular typically online, so like going viral, people knowing your face, knowing something that you did. So if you're if you become a meme or like a video that's shared on lots of the social media page, you have buzz. That's my understanding of it. Yes, I would agree. I think um, it's like the equivalent of going viral in American culture or like the rest of the world culture. That's kind of how I think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was the prompt again for the devil's advocate? It is, is there economic opportunity in having buzz in Senegal? I think if you are... Um, wait, wait, wait. If, we need to time ourselves, remember? Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're right. Okay, let me start the timer. Five minutes. And okay. you're going to be for it, and I'm going to be against that, that statement. So I, I, So my stance is no, there is no economic opportunity. And you're saying, yes, there is. So we have to argue those points. Okay. I'm going to start the timer now. I do think there's um, economic opportunity. Um, I think if you're someone who is smart and you have an inkling of an entrepreneurial mindset, um, when buzz catches up to you, as it often does, or as it kind of like, that's just how it happens. Like you just wake up one day and you have buzz. <laughs> um you can kind of capitalize on it by not letting it fizzle out. I think if you don't do anything, then it'll eventually fizzle out. People will talk about you for like a day or two and then that's it. But if you try to capitalize on it, you can um, really find avenues of making money off of that buzz. I'm arguing that no, there's no money to be made. Go get a traditional job because being viral especially in the Senegalese context, just means that everybody knows you and what you did or what you said that was funny. And then perhaps it might even, it depends on what you're viral for. Some people, not only do they not make money, they also have, um, they're also stigmatized in the community because they've done something that probably goes against whatever the cultural or religious values are. So then now you're famous and people don't like you. So double whammy. Um, even if you have an entrepreneurial mindset, look at all these people in Senegal who have buzz and then they end up becoming casted for these TV shows. And then we found out like recently, like these TV shows are exploiting them and not paying them correctly. So you have opportunity to be on TV, but you're not even getting a, a salary that can help you, you know, live, live your life and take care of your family. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. Um, but I, I still think like, and that's why I kind of put the caveat of if you're smart, because you have to look out for your best interests and not just be in it for people knowing you, but at the end of the day, making a living out of it. So I think of somebody like Fa Aydara, and I don't I don't watch her. I don't have a TikTok, but I've seen her go from like just being a TikTok sensation to showing up in a music video for Yusundur or like maybe a concert 
Um, I've seen her in other songs, like music videos, like music videos. Um, I've seen her in a series. So it's like she's been able to step outside of the platform where she got buzz. And now she's at least, I'm hoping she's making money on it, but uh, at least the opportunities exist if you, you know, go about it the right way, I think. It's really hard to do in Senegal, though, but I, I do think it's possible. But we don't know if those are the, there's opportunities, but are those opportunities economic? Like, it's nice to have buzz and be invited to places and be featured in things, but if you're not getting paid enough to fulfill your daily needs, it's no longer an economic opportunity. Um, so that's where I stand. <laughs> but do you think that if you aren't like in order to be invited to the party it's kind of like you almost need to be at that level so without the money being there do you think that that opportunity would even exist if you weren't getting paid off of these things i don't understand like if i'm broke <laughs> but i got buzz do you think that if somebody invites me I'm not having some sort of economic opportunities that will allow me to make money off of that so that I can even make it to these events and change my wardrobe and change. Like you see people who have buzz and all of a sudden they have a car or like all of a sudden they have a house. It's like so there has to be money flowing from somewhere because of the buzz that they have. Either they know people who give them money or they're working jobs from the buzz that is funding their lifestyle. So I don't know if it's like a hundred out of a hundred in the use case scenario kind of thing, but I do think the opportunity does exist. And we're living in a world now where you can even monetize like your social media pages. So as long as you have the following and you really explode that buzz, you can make money off of it, I think. Is the five minutes up because I'm running out of argument. <laughs> we have 30 seconds left. <laughs> oh, um... Yeah, that's a good point, but that, that's a very small percentage of folks. The majority of people who have buzz don't see a car, they don't see a house. And just because you have a car and a, a house doesn't mean you have steady income that can help with your lifestyle. Okay, you have a car, but now it's time to buy food or help your family. How can you do that? Because you don't have a steady income. And then once the buzz is, oh, thank God. <laughs> Because I'm just rambling at this point. Saved by the bell. <laughs> Literally. It's hard. And the five minutes goes by so slowly, it feels like sometimes. Yeah. Especially when you're arguing against something you don't stand for. Like, yeah. So I think we both were for yes here. Yeah. That's why. Well, was it's funny. Even for yes, as you were talking, I was like, hmm, maybe I am no. Like, <laughs> I'm not 100% yes. I think it's like any topic, there's a spectrum. Of course. I think. Um, I'm probably somewhere in the middle because everything you were saying also resonated with like thoughts that I have around buzz culture. Yeah. So I think we don't want to talk too much about it because we're going to delve deeper because that is our main topic of today. So let's skip to the current events segment mm -hmm. and just like reactions to things you've been seeing in the news, hearing, seeing on your social media page and things like that. So I haven't been like following things this week that much, but mm -hmm. what I have seen is stuff about the World Cup, of course. Like, is like people were, are just done celebrating the African Cup of Nations, and now we're very hyper focused on this next competition. I really hope we win and make it far. So far, we lost against Egypt in Egypt. And now they're about to come here. Fingers crossed. Um, but what I heard in the news about that, the um, match in Egypt was actually really annoying. Like I heard that the fans were really unruly, like flashing lasers on the field, just being a hot mess. And the referees weren't doing anything about it. But we had to know, though, after that, African Cup loss. Mm -hmm. The Egyptians are not here to play with us. Yeah, exactly. There's like resentment. There's a desire to win. There's mm -hmm. Salah versus Mane. Like there's off the field tension too, apparently, that I didn't fully know about. But 
them being on the same team, I, I hear like, oh, sometimes Salah has the opportunity to pass the ball to Mare, but will not do it. Mad selfish. Yeah, mad selfish, cocky, whatever it is. It's like that on top of the fact that we essentially humiliated them a couple of months ago because they do not lose in penalty kicks. And they did. And so that was, um, I think it's, to be expected that they would be upset and maybe the fans would be unruly. Hopefully we have the home advantage next time because mm-hmm. I don't know how many points we need to, to win. And, and I mean, to qualify for the world cup, but we need to qualify because you said I got a hug. Exactly. Exactly. It's gonna, <laughs> like, we have to have to win. I can't imagine us not winning. Like, what's we, so, you know, what's so, you know, that the fans are mad bad all because once you see all of the celebration that you see with the African Cup, once we lose, you're oh going to see a huge 180. Everybody's going to curse everybody out in their mama and just going to be like completely disrespectful to the players. So the players themselves know what's up. They're like, we don't have, <laughs> we don't have time. We got to win. We don't have loyal fans. We- <laughs> <laughs> you know how like some fans be like, it's okay next year. Uh-uh. No, we will. <laughs> no, and and I bet you if they put in Salusis in this next game, it's not gonna go because he's the reason why we had an own goal in the last yeah. game. So I, I think he just needs to sit the next one out. <laughs> yeah, he's been up at night. Yep, reading the blogs, crying. <laughs> That's um, funny. Even Mane is right. Like I, when you watch him playing for Liverpool, like he's not smiling anymore. He's like over it. So I hope I don't know. I'm over here talking about like I know what I'm talking about, but I, mean, I, hope, you know, money. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that he finds a way to like end his contract with Liverpool and go somewhere else because they don't respect him. Yeah, he deserves all of the praise and accolade, and they're not giving that to him. So he needs to leave. You okay. can even say like the, the like the two games that I've seen. I'm like, is he okay? Like no smiling, even when he um scores. High, like a basic high five to his um, the other players on the team, and then that's it. Do you think he's experiencing burnout? Mm, no. Like from being on the team, and maybe he's like at he's that. Burnout. He's over them. He's over them because they don't respect him. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Let's I get him out. Free like, money. Like I don't understand why these soccer players because it's exhausting. Because I was asking somebody like, do they ever rest? Because you always hear like a competition hit today, tomorrow, all of these competitions that they're playing, all of these games. Uh, have you have you run around a soccer field before? I did it once and I almost passed out. I have. I used to play in high school and I was not. I was nobody's money, but it's, you know it's it's hard. And I don't care. They're playing you millions. What I would do is I would play for like two years take the millions and go yeah like it's just i don't know that's just my opinion people like no if you're passionate about the sport blah 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 i'm like "Mm." yep can't relate yep agreed well hopefully um you know he sees the light at the end of the tunnel and gets out from this abusive team is what i'm gonna say it's like if you're not gonna treat mine good and we're not seeing him happy and we can't force him to get married. <laughs> That's what everyone in Senegal is telling him to do. He has way too much going on. So marriage we just need him to be happy. Why is marriage a solution for everything? In this oh, country? it is. It is. <laughs> no. Well, another thing that's been kind of um, part of our current events happenings is this duel between Walisek and Sidi Job, which <laughs> I don't know if it's real or if they're like staging it so they get more attention. Um, but essentially, like, CD Job is on the tail of Wally, and whatever Wally does, CD's going to do. Um, Wally got his teeth fixed. He got veneers a couple of months ago. And CD just, he closed his infamous gap. Like, <laughs> that's what you're known for. That's why yeah, we love you. And, <laughs> oh, no, I love that gap. I was like, damn. I did, too. And he just went and closed it. So it's like, okay, that's strike one. Um, Wally just got a song with Vivian. And CD Dope has a teaser out for a song with Queen Bo- Queen Bees, is her name? So that's strike two, right? Um, and there was, a, I guess, Wadi has a song called Wurus, right? And CD's like, nope, I'm going to do you one better and call my song Galam. 
<laughs> they're, they're both gold. So it's like they just have this back and forth quarrel. And I don't know if it's real mm-hmm. or they're just playing with the fans without them knowing. I don't know if it's a marketing ploy. I don't think, I think it's maybe it's their entourages that are beefing. I don't care. As long as, if the music is good, it's good. If it, if it, if, if it has to come out of this, as long as, there's, I guess, there's no violence and people bad-mouthing. Like, I haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen it get to a point where it's, like, concerning. It's, it seems funny and foolish at this point. Yeah. Um, I agree. But people forget this is something this is not like unique to Senegal. Everywhere is like people think that every industry is like zero sum. Like if you eat, you have like you're taking um, food from somebody else's plate. But like there's millions of people out here to consume whatever music you're making, to buy whatever product you're selling. Yep. You're everybody can everybody can be famous. Everybody can eat. Everybody could be a star. It's there's enough resources out here. People got enough time to enjoy whatever you make. And if you're good at it, you don't got nothing to worry about. But I think that we just have a, it's a human nature to categorize put hierarchies on things like the number one star or the number one mm-hmm. whatever. Yep. And but, and Senegal like I know here and all over the world it happens, but. People always ask, like, oh, are you a Wally fan, fan or are you a Yusuf fan? It's like, why can't I be both? I'm not a CD. It's not a versus for me. I just like good music. And so if you produce good music, that's exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of you. So I, um, I agree with you. It's petty. It's like none of this really is advancing Senegalese music. Mm-hmm. And we have such good idols and, like, icons in the past who were advancing Senegalese music, like, they, they were beefing too. They were. They were, <laughs> they were, and it's like, can we at least make progress? Like, even if you're gonna beef, that's your personal business. But can we at least make progress? And I, I don't, I don't want to say that we're not. I think maybe we are getting some recognition at the international level, but shouldn't we have been past it at like where we are at this point? Maybe. I think it's the journal. The what they call the journalists in Senegal who be just, they just, we need to talk about, we need to have an episode on ethical journal, journalism and the need for it. <laughs> journalists literally, they just, they'd be lying without consequence. They oh, yeah. write articles where from the top to the bottom was a hundred percent lie, publish these articles, like shake up the whole entire room and then they leave. And then yep. the next, like you know how certain um, articles here, like when they make a mistake like that, they're gonna get dragged on Twitter, or they're gonna write publish a new article with like some edit on the top, like "Hey, we made a mistake in the last article." I've never seen that. Yeah. But then these articles over there just lying and causing you know misinformation to to mm-hmm. spread and few putting more fuel to the fire to all of these you know issues. Or some of these issues don't even exist, but they create it so that they can get readership. Yep. So I yep. think that's what's happening too. I think that there is no problem here, but we want a problem because it's entertaining. And then now the yeah, I think that's what that that's what happened. It's literally just false, false journalism, fake news, like headlines after headlines that are not true, mm-hmm. and people buy into it because then it, like you said, it creates that that readership or that viewership and. To them, that's good enough. Credibility doesn't really matter. Um, like, I, I remember I was watching some video and someone was like, oh, you're like, that's what I forget which like station or whichever me like, um, what, what's it called? It wasn't like a station. It's like, what what is Dakar buzz? What would you call that? A social media Page? The fact that it's even a social media page oh, and then they literally will report like yeah. they, <laughs> the fact, that's exactly what I'm getting at. It's like our shade room. Yes, that's exactly what I'm. It's like, oh, you're listening to them. All they do is lie. Like, of course, they're not like this is not their job. They just like people are just creating YouTube pages. Get yeah. a mic, put their logo on it, and literally, go from house to house. <laughs> literally, I'd be on YouTube and I'd be seeing some like random like page that calls themselves uh, a journal and I'm just like I don't know do you have to be accredited to just yeah. I guess not. you just have you just have your microphone like you said stop put that label on and interview somebody <laughs> on their couch and you're a journalist in Senegal <laughs> no I agree 
yeah. I think that's what else in current events. Um, Ramadan's around the corner. It's in a week. Mm-hmm. People so already preparing for Eid. I'm like, we let's fast first. <laughs> Before y'all prepare, let's fast. Get through the month, inshallah. I will say I'm guilty of that because I'm like, oh, if I'm having outfits made in Senegal, I got to get on it now before Senegal people make their orders. If you didn't make it in January, if you want something nice, if you didn't command it in January, good luck. (laughs) You better buy it from the Senegalese Americans here who are reselling it for like $500. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'll wear it. I want to bring that up. You guys, come on. (laughs) For the girls out here in the United States of America, who are reselling because we know you guys don't have, you guys are not seamstresses and you don't, you're not making the clothes in, in, in your house. You are reselling something that someone else has made. And we all know the prices in Senegal. Of course you can get your profit. And of course you have to understand the local economy, mm-hmm. but there is no reason why an outfit that costs less than $20 in Senegal is being sold here for $300. You have lost your mind. Mm-hmm. You have lost your mind, but I'm still going to buy it because <laughs> my tailor in Senegal sent me something and it don't fit, even though I sent them the measurement and they've seen me. So now I'm going to buy a $300 outfit because if I don't, I won't have anything to wear. So yep. thank you. Thank you. The, the margins are too high. You, can, you can't make a three or $400 profit. And sleep sound at night. Oh, but they do. <laughs> They're right now preparing to take all of our money during eat. They're sitting here right now. They're sleeping well at night. Well, I think it's like okay, you have you have operating costs, and we don't want to get into like business oper like operations that's right now. The jepes, the bringing the stuff from Senegal here, because that's what I have to do for wudus. Mm-hmm. The the just bringing stuff here that's already three hundred dollars. So you're right. Oh, about yeah, it's part. it's definitely expensive, but it's like. Do you want to make a profit on every piece of like, or do you want to make profit long term? It's like, mm-hmm. how exclusive do you want to be here? And then I see people like, of course, you can resell outfits that you have worn before if that's what you want to do. But then it's like, do I want like that super custom made outfit <laughs> that you that is yours, and now you want someone to buy it off for you for three four hundred dollars? I don't know. If it's kind of generic, it's it's one thing. But I think if it's super custom or like you wore it to like an occasion that's really special, mm-hmm. I don't know that. It's like selling your wedding dress just on Amazon. Exactly. But that's not all the girls. Some girls out here have reasonable prices and mm-hmm. have reasonable business models. But then there's some of y'all. There's some of yep. y'all who are out here taking advantage of people like us. May God bless us all. That's something to pray for this Ramadan, that your Eid, there's no um, deception during your Eid. Because I know plenty of girls have cried during Eid Mm -hmm. because their tailor played with them, played with them and their money. God bless y'all. I think people need to have um, layaway, like, mulfas. Mm -hmm. Just keep one laying around. And if your outfit doesn't make it, just wrap that thing around. Put your makeup on, do your lashes, and take a picture. <laughs> Call it a day, yep. Yep. Call it a day. Yep. All right. Are you ready to move on? Or is there anything else that no, you want to I talk about? Yeah? We can move on. All right. So the topic of the day is buzz culture. We defined it earlier when we started that debate. So I guess we can delve right in. Um Typically, like with pretty much just like in a, in American like popular culture, we have our memes, we have our viral videos, we have people who like um, created viral dances, songs, viral comedians. Same thing, but it's like you know, it's, it's going to be tailored to our culture and our traditions. Um, so when people ask me to translate something that I'm laughing at. I'm like, I can, but you're not going to get it because there's all this, you know, subtle meaning and in it. And it's no longer funny if I do that. And that's with everything that you watch on social media. There's a lot of (laughs) undertones and you got, you got to get it. It's like, even 
in the U.S., for example, there's a lot of black jokes that like our white counterparts just don't get because they're not a part of the culture like that. So that's that's what what is it about? So typically, like when you see something that goes viral um, in Senegal, it's on multiple. There's certain platforms where that happen that can happen. TikTok. I'd be like searching Senegal TikTok or. What was it? There's another there's another hashtag that if you search it, you'll get the videos you wanna get. Or like I have a friend who's like her for you page just is all the mess. So she'd be forwarding me stuff. And I just be <laughs> laughing all day. But like, yes, and I got TikTok that hashtag. I forget what the other ones are. But TikTok I, I go ahead. I have TikTok. But you can still watch the TikTok videos. Like before I made a TikTok so that I could watch the videos, but now like I'm more active on it. <laughs> but like uh, people were sending me videos before I had a TikTok. And that's what I'm trying to avoid is I'm not gonna get TikTok in the fear that I will just start using it like I use Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, TikTok can take up your day. I'd be yeah. scrolling and then <laughs> it's like five o'clock and now it's like seven. I'm like, this can't this can't be my life. Oh no, no. I'm I now only watch like YouTube. I mean um cooking videos on Instagram and like occasionally scroll to people's pictures, but I'm trying to cut down on my engagement with social media. Better than me. <laughs> Better than me. All right. So there's TikTok, there's Dakar Buzz, which we mentioned before, and other pages like that, which are basically like shade room sites where they repost these viral videos. They do some like reporting too. There's even like philanthropic work as, and those videos, I hate those videos. When they be filming people who are in need in and they need, play that yeah. sad music in the background asking for money. Like you could have done that without us, you know, without well, maybe I don't know. But that's just No, no, you don't have to like you yeah. don't have to show that someone is so in need. Like you don't have to dehumanize them. Exactly. And sometimes that's what it kind of feels like. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this person is nothing without the help we're gonna give them, or exactly. there's no hope. It's like just just Tone it down a little bit. Exactly, but they just be doing too much there. But then there's that, yeah. So is there yeah. any other thing, mediums? I think those are the ones I know. There's probably other pages y'all follow. Um, Like, I mean, there's like CineWeb. Usually things end up there or they start there, then get out, like go to other mediums. But I think like TikTok um, and then some Instagram pages like Buzz and Fisha, like you mentioned, are the primary things where I, I at least see viral videos. Mm-hmm. And then there's like viral people who might repost things or like do things that become viral. Mm-hmm. I could think of Dudu Fede Video. Mm-hmm. He's like probably like what the king of viral in Senegal. Yeah. He was one of the first, and he's a comedian at the same time. So he's one of the first to just, I think he's a great example of someone mm-hmm. who has capitalized on it and has maintained the buzz. Like a good case study, like if you wanted to learn how to properly, yeah, make money from mm-hmm. being viral or from having a huge follower account, he's the playbook. Yes. Then there's some other non-important, like I don't want to say non-important, that sounds bad, but it's like non-productive ones. I don't. I wouldn't really say Dudu's the most productive, but there's definitely some that he's better than. And like it's like all you do is make, funny videos there's nothing to be learned here it's just pure entertainment so like I, for dude i can say sometimes when th- something is going on he does use his platform to send a message out or advocate on behalf of something so i can at least see it's not just fun for him but there are other people and i don't even remember their names and i think that speaks to just how what you do with that buzz mm-hmm. if you don't do anything productive with it then you'll just end up being a name in the background somewhere mm-hmm. So I think we can talk about the economic opportunities that are a part of this culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot. And then when I was when we were doing the Devil's Advocate in the beginning, it was difficult for me because I've seen lots of people, Senegalese Americans and Senegalese people in Senegal, use their viral <laughs> virality. I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> Sounds like an STD infection. Use their um. Their social media success to do things like some folks became viral on social media and they, now they have like a shop in Senegal and they direct people all the time to that shop. Like mm-hmm. 
they might make a, a funny video, but then their next post is some promotion about their shop. So now, since people know them, they'll probably go visit them and buy things from them. And then, since everyone wants to have buzz in Senegal and everywhere and around the world, you're going to go to the shop. And when you go to the shop, you're going to snap yourself there, TikTok yourself there, put your Insta story yourself there. So, and your shop might not be selling anything unique or better than its competitor, but since you have a platform and a name for yourself, you've well, increased it's like you're a walking billboard. Pretty much, exactly. Yeah. And that's not unique to Senegal here, too. You see all of these influencers try to sell us things that we know we don't need, but we buy anyway because it's Jackie Aina or it's whoever. Yep. I think we have like different, um, when we were brainstorming for this episode, we had like different names that came to mind, like in terms of like Snapchat, we all know Nyaharin is, oh, I can't believe I'm saying this, like famous on, on Snapchat because he walks around and, and Snapchats like the president or Walisek and it's like, he really is making a living supposedly off of doing Snapchat videos and filming other people and He's getting invited out to places. Is he forgiven? Has people people forgotten him? I mean, forgiven him? Because he cursed everybody out. I think last year during the (laughs) protest, he was like, yeah, like, I don't care about y'all's situation. I'm doing good. Oh, maybe that's why I haven't heard much about him recently. Maybe he's not forgiven. Mm, I don't don't know. when When I saw that video, I was like, oh, okay. I wasn't following him anyway, but I was like, oh, okay. That's how you feel. Yeah, he shouldn't be forgiven. <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe I shouldn't say it. that's harsh, but like, what is like, if what benefit are you going to continue to bring to us if we forgive you? You know, you're mm-hmm. not really giving much as is. Yeah. We have somebody, um, Sankarambe, he was actually living in this. I don't know if he's like going back and forth, but I know him from the States, and then I know he got buzzed in Senegal and was on a couple of music videos. and I see him at events now. Like when I see pictures of events, I see that he's around. So I'm like, okay, so he's like infiltrating himself into this elite class that is in Senegal. And so maybe he's making like economic opportunities come out of having mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And he's also, I think, promoting different brands. Like I see him promoting Senegalese American brands and brands in Senegal. So I think he's definitely getting paid or some benefit. From from doing that, yeah. So, what other forms? Another thing I've seen too is that some of these viral folks end up becoming recruited in um, for TV. So we see them on TV as hosts mm-hmm. or in, as characters in different um, series or 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 films or, or things like that. So. When I guess when these big production companies start to cast for certain roles, being viral or having a social that social media look, or like, yeah, I think is a, is a definitely a category for them. And some of them maybe aren't on social media, but then once they become on those series, then their follower count increases. Yes. And then they got more buzz. So the buzz can happen before or after they're on these shows. And pretty much millions of people watch these shows in Senegal and in the diaspora. So I don't know, however, though, about the economic opportunity part, because we heard from one of the, um, the art, the, what's it called? Actors. Uh, actress. Mm-hmm. Actress in, um, which one was it? Metres. Metres. Mm-hmm. Marem, her role was Marem. She was complaining about the salary and other actors and actresses were complaining about how some of these production companies make a lot of money, but they're not paying the actors a living wage. So yes. that's a whole nother topic right there. Right. And if your main character is complaining about not getting paid mm-hmm. well, can, you can only imagine what someone who shows up every couple of episodes. Like here, if you show up as a cameo or, or if you mm-hmm. are like, even just a background person, you still would get paid reasonably well. Like it would be worth your time for you to continue to do it. But in Senegal, it can sometimes feel like maybe the buzz is biting them in the behind a little bit. 
because they're not getting as much money as they're maybe putting into it. Because you have to also keep up appearances once you have this buzz. You low-key become like a celebrity. I don't know what, like you're not an A-list celebrity, but you're some list celebrity. And so I imagine there's money required or like resources required to upkeep your looks and your brand. So if you're not, if you are starring in these series and you're not getting paid, the return on investment isn't there. That's true because I we also heard that they had to pay to get to the production sites, sometimes do their own wigs, makeup, our own mm-hmm. outfits. Like that's you're right, the return of investment is not there. But for the actresses, some of them are getting that return of investments, less so than the actors, because they're attracting suitors who got money. So then the rich guys are watching it and yep. If they're not dating the rich guys, they're marrying them, and they're getting their money back. But the yep. actors, I don't know what's happening on their end, but some of these actresses have been able to get visas, travel, mm-hmm. live in start luxury businesses. apartments, start businesses. So yep. it is what it is. Well, someone came out, I forget who it was, but my mom was telling me about it. Like uh, She made a video saying, don't envy these stars that you see on TV because oftentimes when they're recording a show, the person who loaned them the wig they're wearing, the jewelry they're wearing, and the outfit they're wearing is like standing by. And as soon as they say cut, they're like, give me my stuff back. <laughs> and so they're like, you don't, need to, you don't need to envy them. They don't own any of this stuff. They're just all like bluffing. And I'm like, hmm, mm-hmm. interesting. <laughs> Yes, well, same thing here. It's like here are these movie stars. They have like, I don't know if they actually own the stuff, but they have like set, set, um, what are they called? Set people mm-hmm. who do their hair and makeup and their costumes for the show or whatever film that they're they're filming. But I That's think it's show. a little different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think no. it's a little different in our in our because you have people sit on TV and like they'll be like. And this outfit is from, and maybe they're not like, maybe we're insinuating that it was a gift or that. Oh, they so you mean so they're taking it off right after? It's oh yeah, yeah. I'm taking. I'm talking <laughs> about like they're taking that wig off, and like, but in Senegal, you know, like um, sponsorship is a huge deal in that industry. It's like you have to shout out your sponsors so blatantly in these series. It's like, oh god, I can't believe they're literally doing an ad in the middle of a, what should be a normal conversation. Um, or they like if it's like animation and they like animation and they have like a show and the host is like and this necklace is from like bijouterie Grazelia or something and you might think like oh that was a gift to them as a sponsor to the for the show or maybe like they bought it with their own money but what she was insinuating in that video was that the late like that is borrowed jewelry. You can wear it and look good on TV but as soon as the show is done you're taking it off and they're taking it back to their shop. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know if how true it is, but mm-hmm. I don't. I don't put anything past anyone in in Senegal. I don't either. <laughs> well, yeah, but I like that. Isn't that's not surprising? Because like you, like we're going to speak about soon. Like all of this is not true. Like social, the social media personas aren't true. We all know it because we all are. Most of us are on social media. We know that all of it's a lie. Mm-hmm. And then there are things that happen in the background that will never be shown because they don't fit the aesthetics that we try to to push out there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's one more economic opportunity that um, I wanted to bring up. It's just like sometimes when you do get buzz and everyone's talking about you, you'll just hear like the president Macky invited you to the White House, and it's like. <laughs> For what? <laughs> like, what could you possibly be discussing with the president? And I mean, it's it's like a kind of like a rumor that when you go to the White House, you're coming out with a bag of money. Like he's gonna, mm. he's not just going to call you over there just to shake hands and chit chat. Like he's mm. going to give you some money for free. So it's like maybe that's another reason why people are like, well, let me just give enough buzz so that the president can invite me. And maybe when I get there, I tell him all the other issues that I have. <laughs> and mm. It's just like it's crazy. Shame. You're getting a bag of the people's money. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Shame. I saw recently, like, I don't know, because I didn't read the caption, but I just saw the image and I was just laughing. I was like, this is ridiculous. Maybe that's why. 
I didn't read the caption, but it was this guy. He had a shirt, and I think apparently he had walked all the way to the the um our White House mm-hmm. to see the president. And he walked a very far distance, and he was taking a photo. I don't know why he did that. What was his reasoning? <laughs> Where he came from, too. I just saw that image. I was like, this is why. Yep. Why? The president has so many topics and things he needs to be doing. <laughs> That's funny. You know, if, if he got lucky enough, he might get in there. That might be his come up. Become a minister. <laughs> I imagine the day one of these social media stars becomes the minister, a minister or like a government official, which is very highly possible because you see in in the U.S. and even countries outside of the U.S., like movie actors, like celebrities holding positions of power, political positions of power. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. are successful in those positions. Others are just as bad as the ones who have the degrees for it so yeah i wouldn't be surprised let's give it another 10 15 years and see what the landscape of cd job looks like cd job minister, <laughs> minister of Sing. internal affairs or whatever singing like. the anthem for us with my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh so we, we have know, like yeah we have yusu nudo who was in the government see we have we, that's an example right there is yep. he still in the government i believe so Okay, we're 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 moving off topics here. So <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I mean, the, like that's true. Those we've been talking about the economic opportunities of having Buddhas, and we've touched a little bit on some of the negative aspects. But we're kind of going to shift gears now to hit on those a little bit more because even though it was hard when you were uh, talking about like no and economic opportunities in the devil's advocate section. I think some of those things are true and they do ring true for, for the topic that we're talking about. So for negative aspects, I always think about the people who are like a one hit wonder. Mm -hmm. They have their 15 minutes of fame and there's absolutely no economic opportunity. Maybe it's like a one-time thing. Like, um, I remember, like, Melvin Dufay, she had her 15 minutes of fame. We raised, well, not we, I had anything to do with that, but they raised $2 million, $2 million francs for her, and she went on a trip to Fez in Morocco, and that was it. I don't think anything else happened with that situation, so I would consider that like oh. a one-hit wonder. Like, I don't... Maybe she did have an economic opportunity, but it was very short-lived <laughs> and very one-time. And I was like, wait, why are they raising money mm. for her? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the, the, the you know, the Sajo Majo lady? Yep. <laughs> she also was on, she was on, I think, the Kaibos or something like that, talking about how, oh, you know, ever since she's had fame, Sajo Mane hasn't, like, reached out to her, <laughs> and she's angry. I'm like, the audacity. Like, you think this man's going to reach out to you? Not only have you mispronounced his name, <laughs> <laughs> she, she is an example of someone who had the like the perseverance and the tenacity, yeah. just not maybe the right strategy. If she exactly. if it worked out, she could have been a non-hit wonder, but she definitely. Hmm. So she was she was milking it for as long as she could. No, for real. Yeah. And, her, and then she had like another angle to the story. Like that's that's the show. I think that's. <laughs> Her husband, there was a thing with her husband too where Oh yeah. They they claimed that he, yeah. he like he divor- he wanted to divorce her because she uh-huh. went on TV. Uh-huh. And she milked that for another couple of days too until we sorted <laughs> it out that they, exactly. they made it up. <laughs> yeah. That oh, was God. funny. She was not willing to let it go. Not at all. <laughs> so that's a good example of I guess buzz that does not result in economic opportunities. Like she had Everybody laughing at her and knowing her <laughs> name, but she never got to meet Sajamani. Maybe one day. Maybe I hope he he meets her. Yeah, we'll see. Another form of, I guess, the negative aspect to to buzz culture is there can be bad buzz. I think, yeah, bad buzz being like maybe maybe popularity or being viral and without your consent, like you did not publish anything or mm-hmm. produce any content um, but someone else either maybe took images of you a video of you, information about you and made it public and now you're viral 
And typically yep. when this happens, it's not good stuff. It's like sex tapes or like private um, information about yourself or your family, gossip, things like that. Yeah. So now you're famous, but everybody don't like you. Um, so if everybody don't like you, is yeah, not you might even get economic opportunity for out from it, but there's lots of also um, negative effects on your mental health because you're getting, you know, all of this bad feedback. You might be ostracized, stigmatized by the community. Yeah, and there's folks who actually make money off of these situations who they're literally and i can think of one person who i'm not going to say because i don't want to give that person more buzz but there's people who literally all they do is share that type of content i don't know actually if they have if they make money from that but their buzz relies on it yeah i don't think they make money i think i know who you're thinking of yeah I i don't i can't think of a way that they make money yeah unless they're like blackmailing people you know like <laughs> probably <laughs> <laughs> probably yep and that's illegal yes i think if you're a victim of bad buzz and you are struggling to deal with that um especially the shame to family and like just society looking at you in a specific way you should call macho she is very good at handling bad buzz <laughs> she's had multiple yeah. bouts of it and she still's like i don't care the day came out is the day she posted like i'm doing good looking good i'm like sis live your life she like people someone outed her pictures her intimate pictures without her consent and she made a song called Fatima. <laughs> she was like you know what let's just let's ride this out as long as we can yep. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I mean, Bad Buzz, we're, we're laughing about it now, but it's actually just not funny. It's, um, yeah. it's like you said, without consent. That stuck out to me when you said it because it's one thing if I'm making a video and I go viral or yeah. I stand for an interview and that goes viral. But when someone um, invades your privacy, that's mm-hmm. another level of disrespect. Yeah, because there's instances where people still have Bad Buzz and it's with through content they themselves produce or a persona that they have that people might not necessarily agree with in Senegal because like for example what's her name the girl with the ball head um oh Rangu yeah her like she produces content she wears what she wants says what she wants and she's vulgar and people don't like that about her so then she has people who are like oh you know we're your fans and then there's other folks who are like Ooh, you need to go to jail because you're disrupting our traditional and cultural oh, no. values. So, but that's a different situation because she made she made, chooses the content that she puts out there, yeah. yep. and she also has economic opportunities from that because she's traveling, she's getting her visas, she's connecting with God knows who secretly. Um, so there's that, and we're not necessarily saying that economic opportunities is a good thing. We're objectively yeah. talking about it. We're saying that people can make money from this culture. Whether right. the money is halal money or not, that's another question. Yeah. And some yeah. people some people aren't concerned with halal, so it is what it is. But that's ultimately what we're talking about here. Um, so I guess the negative aspect is not that she's making money. The negative aspect is that she's being judged and stigmatized through the content that she's producing by some yeah but she's definitely making money off of it i think because like i saw recently she's taken on as a new tv host for some show so it's like you know if it works for her then so be yeah. it i think My- for me oh sorry i keep talking go ahead you go no no go ahead go ahead i said what i want to say is that i think that people like live your life but as long as you're not harming other people and your content doesn't harm other people or perpetuate information or or standards that harm other people. It is what it is. Like I won't I don't feel strongly against something, but I have my religious values, I have my cultural values, but as long as you're not harming people in what you do, it is what it is. But I what I found in um, social media inter- interactions in the Senegalese community is that lots of folks leave very disrespectful comments under these 
um, viral posts, mm -hmm. saying things, assuming things, judging things about people's character. I'm like, you don't know who this person is. All you know is this small little snippet of a video that they've sent us. So how can you judge who they are and what kind of person they are? Or how, how dare you assume that they are a certain way or a certain thing by what you've seen? That's our specialty. Senegalese people, we are snippet judges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's actually a good segue to the next point I wanted to make around like harming people. So I don't think this is like a direct harm. It's really indirect, but I think buzz culture is sometimes in a country like Senegal or in any country that is on its way to getting better, let's say, um, it de it's a de-incentive for people to take other routes to success that are not um, like lethargic. And I don't want to say like, I don't, I don't mean that as to maybe people who are entrepreneurial or are just running Instagram or, or social media pages, they're putting a lot of effort into it. So it's not lethargic in the sense that it's not a lot of work, but like if I, if the, if the whole nation was going to have 80% of its population go to school because we need engineers, we need doctors, we need people who go those traditional routes. Um, if everyone is chasing buzz culture and they realize like, oh, well, it's a faster path to success or a faster path to fame, which can lead to success, then maybe it's just for the younger generation that is looking up to those people. I don't think that's an, a positive thing. It's like, it's it's not an incentive for people to go to school if they see someone become rich overnight or have access to all these people mm -hmm. in which you can only assume they're making money off of it. Mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of folks want to be an influencer and I guess and don't know the amount of time and energy and costs associated with it. Mm -hmm. um, so not I think being an influencer should be considered a job, just like being whatever traditional job you might you might have in your head but what's i think a problem i think this is what you're um getting at is when folks don't see it as a job they just see it as a money-making machine and that's it you just you have one million followers and now you're automatically rich where it doesn't work like that yep you have one million followers and now now if you want you can take the personal choice the intentional choice of making it a full-time job to be a content creator and, 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 and generate income on social media, whatever platforms you're, you're, you're on. And yeah. that type of, like, the, 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 the starting costs most people in Senegal don't have because you need, like, you need there's some starting costs associated. You need to take your clear pictures, right? So you need a good camera, you need a ring light, you need to be in spaces that are like aesthetically pleasing you need outfits you need support team you need a management team who's going to help connect you to the proper opportunities yep so if the majority of the population doesn't have access to those resources then being a content creator isn't a feasible choice for many people right and, and then, i think and if you aspire to it if everyone is aspiring to that same thing yeah i think that's when it becomes mm -hmm. problematic yeah, I agree. And and as you were initially talking, it made me think about like in the past, you used to be famous for something. And then through that fame, you are an influencer. Like because people know your name, you can do product campaigns or you people will call you because of your name to do something for them. But now it's almost like the cart before the horse. It's like people wake up and say, I want to be an influencer. And then they find whatever it is that fits that market or whatever. Like, I, I, it just kind of feels like you try to force the content out or just pump out, pump out enough content that one of it goes viral or something and that, that's how you become a sensation. But that could just be one interpretation or one perception of it. Um, it just feels a little less, it just feels like everybody's an influencer these days. And that's, and I'm not saying that in like a bad way. It's just kind of like a reality. Um, I don't know. I think social media facilitates that. It makes it easy for, you know, you to have a brand or for your page to be known for something. Mm -hmm. um, and then over time that, that pushes you into a world of like, oh, well, I have all these followers now who are expecting me to put out content. So I have to maintain this. 
momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just thinking about all of this. <laughs> I think also like something that can be harmful in all of this too is I guess accessibility is one. There's some folks who I, I was just thinking about it when I was talking about the starting cost. There's some folks who can bypass all of these steps because mm-hmm. they have the standard, like the ideal standard of beauty. Like they are beautiful in however we define beauty in our, in, in our culture right now, today, 2022, like they're light skinned look a certain way, act a certain way. So then those folks literally can post whatever and it's going to get a lot of followers because they're beautiful. Same thing here in America. is like, the what's it called? Is it called beauty privilege or whatever? Pretty privilege? Pretty, pretty privilege. Mm-hmm. Pretty privilege. So then if you're on social media and you're seeing the, the folks who, who are popular on social media all look a certain way or be a certain way, you're going to feel the need to assimilate to whatever those standards of beauty are to be successful on social media. And that can be harmful, of course, because not everyone's going to look the same. So, and that's gonna cause a lot of body issue problems, um, self-esteem issues and things like that. And this is a phenomenon, not just in Senegal, this is globally as women scrolling through social media, you can see beautiful women, not just in where you're, where you reside, but beautiful women from all around the world. And women who probably don't look like that in real life. Oh yeah. Because of filters, because of other ways of um, changing their appearances to suit whatever is seen as beautiful. Mm-hmm. Men too. Men also have standards of beauty too that they can be affected by. So I guess in the and then there's other f- folks too who become famous on social media, but like are completely the opposite of whatever the beauty standards are. Mm-hmm. And then those folks, if you look at the comments, how they're treated versus how the pretty people are treated on social media. It's craziness to me. And I see it everywhere. I'm like, wow, y'all just treat people better when you think they're beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like the um, the mocking of people who are not deemed as pretty. Mm-hmm. And it's only comedic in that sense. Like, yeah, oh, they, it's, you're only funny. <laughs> exactly. All their content might not even be funny, but it's funny because they look a certain way. Yeah, exactly. And then they become viral because of it. Like you can see somebody minding their business, but because they look a certain way and they're doing something that we assume they should not be doing because they look a certain way, it's funny. And now we have to keep resharing this video. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, so, so yeah, all of this stuff, it's like, and it's not because of the platforms, it's because of the people who use the platforms. So we yeah. took all of the negativity that exists in the real world and found ways of implanting it virtually. Exactly. And I think we, we forget that like social media is not real. <laughs> like mm-hmm. a majority of what you see on social media is not real. Um, it's it's like this image that someone wants you to have of them and it's only the good parts of their lives. Like no one posts about failures that they have. No one posts about I mean, people post about adversity, but even then it's like, oh, I've overcome this and here are the lessons I've learned. It's always an aftermath. Of, of something that might be deemed um, negative. So you, you just have a curated, I guess, character online mm-hmm. multiplied by however many accounts there are and that's what becomes like the prototype for success or for happiness. And mm-hmm. when you chase that, it's almost like chasing a hologram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so buzz culture I think is, is here to stay. Um, celebrity cultures existed for, for decades, centuries. There's always been people who are more popular than other people, but I think we just need to be more um, cognizant that this is not real life. Mm -hmm. Um, That the people who produce the content that you love and adore are are real people. 
They're not perfect people. They're not people you should idolize or think are going to like not make any mistake. They shouldn't be your moral compass at times. They shouldn't be the folks who motivate what your values are, who you want to be. Um, like just consume your content on social media with like a little bit more um, intentionality. Because I think it's so easy to just mindlessly scroll through these platforms and think that this isn't isn't affecting us, but it is. It is. It, it is. You can definitely. There's definitely like long-term, short-term psychological effects of being active on social media. Mm -hmm. So I just urge people to just be mindful of it and really be hyper aware of who you follow, why you follow them, why you like the things you do. Um, unfollow the people who make you feel bad. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah. like, uh, don't be afraid to unfollow pages or people yeah. that don't contribute to your well-being exactly yeah so i think for people who say like death to social media that if we just remove social media it'll end all of our problems that okay <laughs> yeah we're not doing that so what we just have to find solutions that exist with what we have now yeah i will say i commend people who just like are not on social media or they can go on a social media fast mm -hmm. um i think it takes a certain kind of awareness like to know what social media is, how it's impacting you and what it's doing to you for you to say, okay, I need a break. Mm -hmm. um, because like you said, it is doing something to us, whether we know it or it's in the back of our minds, like mm -hmm. our outfit choices are influenced by social media yeah. or like uh, taste in life are influenced mm -hmm. by social media. Like now restaurants are like, before you have to just Go by word of mouth, and now word of mouth is word of Instagram because it's the pictures and the viral, like the viralness of the place, and like the photo ops that you can have at the restaurant. So it becomes much more invasive in our lives. So we just have to be really careful how we consume all that information because it's information overload. It's a lot. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah. And I think that there's also like because you talked about the social media fast. Some of us can't do that because our income is influenced by social media. Like for me, it's like, I wanted to like take two months and just close Instagram mm -hmm. and not look at it. But then I manage my business account from Instagram. And for me, the way I create content, I look at what content is popular on other pages. So by me scrolling through Instagram, I know, okay, these are the viral sounds. These are the viral videos, mm -hmm. um, schemes and contents, whatever. This is how, okay, let me try to hop on one of these to make video for my business page. But if I'm on a social media fast, I'm not going to know any of that. So if it wasn't yeah. for my business page, I would have closed my Instagram. <laughs> and also yep. Instagram too, like what you get um, from there too is lots of um unique perspectives to what's going on in the world politically economically socially mm -hmm. because we know mainstream media so i can turn off instagram and watch tv and be in the same hot mess because mainstream media is so behind into being into incorporating diverse perspectives in their reporting mm -hmm. so sometimes you you might be experiencing a life i mean a current event and you won't get more information off twitter than you are from your local news channel, or you'll get a more um, nuanced perspective on Instagram than you will from your news channel. So, yeah. So there's ways to leverage social media in ways to help you know expand your worldview, your thinking, your business, what have you. So there's there's pros and cons. Gore bakhaite bulko bai, kidun bulak bulak lamun jaring nangko 